How do you scale up your one-on-one coaching business? I'm Chris Cooper, this is Business Is Good, and today I'm gonna tell you how you scale up your business from one-on-one instruction. This works whether you're a business coach, a fitness coach, a piano teacher, a psychotherapist, anything where you deliver one-on-one instruction can be scaled up following the tips that I'm gonna give you today. We're gonna talk about four big topics. First, your first hires in your practice. Second, how to scale with technology. Third, how to go from one-on-one one to one to many, and fourth, how to hire people and stay one-on-one, which is eventually what I did. Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. When I was trying to scale my business coaching practice from one-on-one to one-to-many, I started off by selling a course, and I've shared that story a few different ways. That course didn't work. I was focused on getting my clients results and just giving them more information didn't do it. When I followed up with them three weeks after they bought the course, I found that most of them hadn't gotten a lot of results. However, you can use courses as a supplement to what you're teaching one-on-one if you want to. I scaled up into a multi-million dollar worldwide business with over 50 mentors on our team. And I'm often asked, Chris, what would you do different? If you started over, would you hire other people who would work as one-on-one mentors or would you go one to small group? Would you go one to many? Would you go back to courses again? And today I'm gonna tell you that story as we go along. So the first thing that I learned when I went from one-on-one to hiring more staff was that you don't have to hire the same person that you are. So my first mistake was I was full of clients. I couldn't fit any more in my book. And I said, okay, I need another one of me. I got to clone myself. So I'm going to hire another mentor. And I actually hired two. I hired one guy who was really super duper creative and smart. I hired a woman who was also smart, but more focused on systems and processes. She could take anything complex and break it down into like a checklist. Very gifted that way. Both people were very different from me though. And so when a client signed up, they would read my book, read my blog, hear my podcast, sign up for our program, and get a different experience from what they expected. Neither mentor that I had hired was better or worse than me. They were equally as good, but they were different and not what my client expected. What I should have done in hindsight was hired an administrator to buy back more of my time for less money. So I could have hired somebody to send out the welcome gifts. I could have hired somebody to process the payments. I could have hired somebody even to write the blog posts or do the social media stuff for me. I could have hired somebody to build the courses for me or moderate the Facebook group. All of these options, these other roles would have cost less than I was charging for one-on-one mentoring, but I was unable to take more one-on-one mentoring clients because I was doing all those lower value roles. Ironically, I was teaching people to hire lower value roles instead of trying to replace themselves as coaches in their gyms. Here's what I recommend. Think about how you operate. Are you more left-brained? Are you more analytical, data-driven, logical? Or are you more right-brained? Are you more empathetic, creative, you know, an extroverted connector? And then hire the complementary person to that trait. So for example, if you're more right-brained, you love the creativity of coaching, you love the hugs and the empathy, and you know, really just sitting there and listening to people. You know, maybe you're like a, a therapist. If that's you, Hire a left brain person. 
hire an administrator to handle payments and booking or an operator to systemize everything that you have. Okay. If you're more left-brained like I am and you're driven more to logic and analytics and putting things in a spreadsheet and making decisions based on numbers, hire a concierge or a client success manager, somebody right-brained who's going to remember your client's birthdays, who's going to call and check in. How are you doing? How are you feeling? That's what you want. Later on, I did hire both of these people and that's when the business really started to scale. Okay, so those are your first hires. These are people who are paid less than what you're billing your clients, but fill in the gaps in your service. Okay, these are not expenses, by the way. These are investments in people that will help you fulfill better, and keep people around longer. What tech do you need? How do you scale using technology? Well, there are a couple of different ways. So before you go out and hire another person just like you to be like a mentor in your company or a coach in your gym, you wanna ask yourself, can I scale using an online course or a product that can deliver even while I'm not there? Okay, and this is really where technology gives you leverage. So for example, if you're doing business coaching, you might wanna start building some courses. Maybe you build a process, maybe you build like a marketing course or a sales course or a course on how to build your staff playbook so that when you're done talking to somebody and you say, okay, we really need to work on your sales process, you can say, go watch this sales process course, download the template for your sales binder and practice some reps on your spouse. That cuts out two to three coaching calls, but the client is still getting a ton of value from you, right? You don't have to spend an hour on the phone walking them through building their sales binder. You don't have to edit their sales process. You don't have to role play with them. They can do all of that. You're just pointing them toward the course. And that's a great way that you can scale. We use LearnDash for that, which is a WordPress plugin. Our sites are all built on WordPress, but you can use things like Teachable. You can use things like Kajabi to have those courses and leverage with technology. The second thing that you can do is use technology to leverage your communications. So if you have a CRM, you can track how each client is doing. If you have dashboards, we built our own. You can track how a, a client is progressing in between calls. So when you do get on a call, you know exactly how they're doing, you see their progress, you see their opportunities, and you can be really prescriptive on that call. Okay. The third way that you can scale up is start thinking about coaching from one-on-one -on -one to one-to-many. There's a couple ways that you can do this. There is value in having more than one person on a call at a time. So first I'm going to use a fitness coach example, even though I know most of you listening are doing business coaching. If you're doing one-on-one -on -one personal training and you've got two clients who are around the same skill level, around the same fitness, have similar goals, those two clients will actually get better results if they can train together together with you. You get better results because both of them are paying. Even if the rate is slightly discounted, you're still making more money. And the reciprocal benefit of them training side by side, that collaborative competition of them cheering for each other will get them better results faster. It's a win for most people, as long as the client's open to it. So if you're doing business coaching, you can do the same thing. You can say, hey, look, you know, you've got the fundamentals down, you've got some momentum. I think if we brought X person onto the call with you, number one, they could help brainstorm solutions a little bit better. They could add a little bit of context. You guys could support each other offline. Maybe you're in the same time zone or whatever. It would give you that extra layer of motivation and support, and you can compare your progress against them. How do you feel about it? And that's how you introduce to two-on-one. You can also go to boards. Boards are really effective for this, and boards uh, allow you 
to moderate conversations, to pair people off, to role play, to have a connection outside of you, somebody that they can call when you're busy, somebody who might respond to their text a little bit better. So what you do is you put your clients into groups of eight to 12 people. That seems to work best. They have a monthly meeting. So instead of a monthly one-on-one call with you, now they have a board meeting. You moderate the board. And in our programs, we give people templates on exactly how to do this effectively. And people walk away from the boards with clear solutions to their problems. If they don't have a problem that month, that's okay. They can get a lot out of helping the other people in the board. If they have a big problem, that's okay. They're not relying on only your expertise or experience. They can draw from a bigger pool. To take this even further, you can do a one-to-many program with big groups. And so you could do like a monthly call where you're giving people a brand new tool every month. You're talking to 100 people or 300 people at a time. They go out and implement the tool on their own and they use the big group for support and feedback and tips. You can moderate the big group. You could do it on Facebook, for example, and you know you don't have to have a lot of staff. This means that you don't have to manage your staff. You don't have to hire other people to manage your staff. You don't have to do quality control on them. You don't have to evaluate them. You don't have to worry about Are they teaching something weird or are they repeating your message? Unfortunately, the more people you add to the group, the more you go away from one-to-one and toward one-to-many, the higher churn you're naturally going to have. With fewer one-on-one connection points with you, people will churn out earlier, and that means you'll have to replace more people every month. So the more you go from one-on-one to -to one-to-many, the more of your time you're gonna have to spend on marketing to replace people and grow. That's the the balance that you've got to weigh off. If you're less good at marketing, focus on scaling by using coaching and replicable systems, okay? If you're really good at marketing, you can have a big one-to-many group knowing that you don't really expect people to stick around that long. No matter which way you go, I recommend building an ascension model. So uh, you can start people one-on-one and then move them to group after that. And then maybe if they want one-on-one later, you know they can grow and you can just work with your highest level clients. And of course, the rate is going to change as that happens too. You can have people getting more access to you the longer they're in your program or the higher they go in your ascension model. This is natural. It happens in the military. A, a private doesn't get access to a general. It happens uh, in martial arts. You know, a white belt generally doesn't just get access to like uh, the top black belt in America, right? I mean. They probably could if they wanted it, but that's a different story. You can set up your Ascension model to be less access to you. So maybe it's a very intensive one-on-one experience with you for the first 12 weeks. And then after that, they go into a board. And then after that, they're in a a bigger mastermind. You can do it any way that you want, but this is how you can scale from one-on-one to one-to-many. Okay. And what we typically do is we tailor different business coaches programs based on the results that their clients are getting. So we decide one-on-one with different business coaches, like should the client, do they need knowledge at first or do they need action at first? If it's knowledge, you can start with a course one-to-many and then action, they can gradually progress to one-to-one. If they need uh, action right off the bat and you're like working on triage, then they need one-to-one attention right off the hop, right? True in emergency rooms, true in business coaching and also fitness coaching. It really comes down to what the client needs. The way that you scale from one-to-one to to one-to-many is that you leverage tech, add group coaching, or you can replicate yourself. Replicating yourself is the hardest one. I'm just 
I haven't come to that yet, but that's what I did. I started off down that path. I've taken a lot of misdirections, but the way that you replicate yourself is that you give people a replicable model. So instead of trying to duplicate yourself, share all of the information that you've ever learned, what you do is you give your staff models to follow. So for example, the Simple Six was the model that we developed to train mentors at my mentorship practice, Two Brain Business. And so the Simple Six is basically an audit on one of six metrics. It's a quick brainstorm to say, okay, here's how we're going to fix each one of these or improve each one of these or pull each of these six levers. And then from there, it's an action plan. You're gonna do this one first, call me when it's done. Then you're gonna start on this one right away. It's a daily calendar. You're gonna spend 30 minutes every day working on your business instead of in your business. And then it's accountability. When you're done, I'm gonna call you, we're gonna set up your next action plan. So giving your staff these models to follow gives them a framework that you know is effective. It gives you a way to measure their success. And it also allows them the leeway to bring in their own experience and their own stories. I'll give you another one. We use a model called the momentum model on every single one-on-one -on -one call that we do. And this model helps our coaches take the client out of a story state out of rumination, here's this list of everything that's wrong. Shift them to being focused on the present state. Here is one thing I can do right now to grow my business and then convert that into action. All right, are you fired up? Do this. If you get that done, do that, etc. And we give our coaches these models to follow so that they don't have to just develop skills from scratch. When you're hiring people, you don't have to hire clones of yourself. You don't have to make sure that they're going to follow things exactly the way that you did. If you give them a model, it's like giving them a paint by numbers painting. They eventually are going to produce a piece of art that looks exactly the way that you want it to, but the order or the colors can be a little bit different depending on their experience. It's, it's a great match, okay? So here's what I want you to do to start. If you're coaching people one-on-one -on -one right now, look at all your clients and say, find two who are similar. They have similar goals. They're at a similar level of entrepreneurial maturity, and you think that they could work well together. In fact, you think that pairing them up would get each one of them better results. Then you introduce Reduce the idea to each one individually. Hey, I've got an idea. You're doing amazing. You've been with us for six months. You're getting great results. The way that I think we can speed up your progress even more is by introducing you to Kim. Kim is at a similar level. I think having both of you on the calls will help us solve problems faster, gain from each other's experience, and ultimately move you farther forward faster. What do you think? Then you say the same thing to Kim. Kim, we've got this other person, Chris. Then you let them try it. Let's try it for three months. You bring them together on the calls. You let them collaborate. After three months, you measure their results. If it's better, you go to each one of them and say, wow, that worked. You did amazing. How do you feel about it? Do you want to continue that way? And that is how you start bringing in the concept of two-on-one. That's if you're already going with a business coaching practice. If you're just starting from scratch, it really helps to map these things out in advance. When will you do one-to-one? -one? When will you do one-to-few? When will you do one-to-many? How can you hire high leverage roles first, like a CSM or an admin? And then what frameworks and models will you give to the coaches to deliver your outcomes that you want for your clients over time. We teach all of this in our mentor certification course. Soon we'll be making this course available to people in the public. But for now, if you want to work with a mentor, just go to businessisgood.com, click on find a mentor, and I will personally pair you up with somebody that I think would be an amazing match for you. Hope this helps. Whether you're running a personal training business, a business coaching operation, or you're teaching painting on the weekends, this is how you go from one-on-one -on -one to one-to-many, scale up your practice, and ultimately impact more lives. Hope it helps.
Thanks for listening to Business is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog post or podcast that I put on the Business is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.